Blog Talk Radio. LiveDeliverance.com here on blogtalkradio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us uh, through any other social media platforms or any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, and platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. All of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions, At the end of the ministry, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. And having said all that, would you now join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now wait to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the Spirit and in the fullness of His grace 
as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirits and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, we ask. Well, beloved, this is part two of prepared for the battle. You know, last week we we went over some things. I'll review some of them and then get started into where we kind of headed today. Whether we like it or not, we're in a battle, and God expects us to win. I'll say that again. The battle that we're in, God expects us to win. He did not create you for failure. He did not even create you so that you would continue to to fight the same battles over and over. He told the children of Israel, once they uh, understood how to walk out the victory, he told the children of Israel that the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more forever. And since he's no respecter of persons, then the things that we are battling, the things that we are, are expecting victory in, we cannot think that they're going to be, you know, here forever. Uh, people have said wrongly, you know, they have said that your troubles are, are, are you always in, they, they quote, they misquote the scripture that says, in the world you shall have tribulation. Please read the rest of the scripture. It says, in the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Read the rest of the scripture. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. See, we have to have this in our thinking. The reason that should be in our thinking is so that it can then transfer to our heart. Then out of our heart, our mouth would begin to speak. See, because the issues of life come out of the heart. So you don't have to think that you're going to endure trouble forever. There was a song, Trouble Don't Last Always. It only came to pass. See, but because we haven't addressed the things, the position of our heart properly, then we think that this is, first of all, we think it's God's, uh, God's doing. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit later today. It's not God's doing. What God is doing is what he started from the beginning. He started you, placed man in the, this is what he did, said to the man, I bring it up a lot. He placed the man in the garden and told the man, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, replenish, subdue. He didn't tell the man after he put him in the garden, okay, do the best you can. No, he told the man, be fruitful. That's the position that God has for you. He wants you to be fruitful. See? He he wants you to, to be able to win because he created you to win. You are more than a conqueror. Jesus came to redeem us to put things back in order. And as he put things back in order, we understand that we are more than conquerors. So then when you are restored to your original position, you must have been made in that position more than a conqueror. See, I'm just taking you to the place where scripture can be lived out by you. Not can be questioned by you. That's part of the problem that I believe we have in the body of Christ. We have too many questions, and those questions cause us to be unmovable, immovable, stuck. See? Please know, beloved, you have been given the answers. 
to every situation and circumstance. You've been given the answer. You're not faced with a question. Okay? What we're living out is we, we are basically living out the how. Okay? We're not living out the why. Don't have to worry about why. If I have $40,000 in the bank and there comes a bill to my house for X amount of dollars, I don't have to ask why. I can just pay the bill if it's an honest transaction. Now, I understand a why if you didn't uh, start the process. I get that why, okay? But that's not what I'm talking about. People go through things, and they would, uh, with the understanding of heart that says, this is what the will of God is for me, is to go through all of these things. If you go through a thing, God's plan is for you to win. You, you are the ones that should display the glory of God. Okay. If you have questions, it's going to be very difficult for you. Excuse me. If you have unanswered questions, it's going to be very difficult for you to then display the glory of God when you're still questioning God. Okay? I, I, that's what I'm trying to get us to hear. You know, I, I'm not mad. I'm not casting shade on people that would have thought that way. I'm just trying to do what the Bible says. I'm trying to show you a more excellent way. If you choose to uh, have the compunction that you want to go up the rough side of the mountain, I'm not going to try to stop you. But I will tell you that you can hit the easy button. <laughs> okay? You, you can do that because that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give us the understanding, take his yoke upon you, and he said you will find rest unto your soul. Why? Because my yoke is mm -hmm, easy. My burden is light. So we get to hit that easy. This was the original easy button. You were created for that. You, you were created above everything else. We are the crowning achievement of the creations of God. We're at the top. We're the head and not the tail. We are above, and I love the next word, only and not beneath. But this has to be transferred to your heart's position so that then you'll be able to say the things God says about you. Say, I, I, I'm not creating any new scripture here. That's one of the reasons I always give you chapter and verse so that you can follow me as I follow Christ. If you would, Christ being the Pied Piper, and I'm simply following the Pied Piper. The, the good part about it here is we're not uh, following fables. See, cunningly devised fables. Things that sound good, but they have no ability to be executed in our lives. No, that would be something that's a, a, a cunningly devised thing. That just causes people to gather around. Wow, Lord. That just is something that uh, would have people to gather around the promise, but not walk in the promise. Okay. Because when you, when you, uh, when you follow what the word says, that is going to always take you to victory. He always causes us to triumph. He gives us the victory. All of the promises of God are yes and that they are amen. See? 
So that's what he wants us to function in. And as we're going into the last days, that's why I want you to be prepared for the battle. See? And um, the first thing that we should do if we're going to if we're going to be engaged in the battle is we have to uh, we have to count the cost for the battle. Okay. Your victory depends on your preparation. Okay, let's do this. Okay, two things. Your victory depends on your preparation and proper participation. Okay? How did you prepare? Okay? You, 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 really, we should um, be ready for the situation before the situation is made manifest. The Holy Ghost's job, if you would, his job description, it says that he is going to lead you into all the truth. He is going to uh, bring to your members what Jesus said. He's going to teach you all things, and he's going to show you things to come. Wow. That's the order of it. Now I'll give you the last one. And is in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 8. It says, and he'll give you power. I, I just saw that. He will show you things to come, then give you the power to win. Did you get that? I, I just stated it the way that you can find it at, uh, in the book of John chapter 14, verse 26, 15, 26, 16, 13, and then Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You look them up chronologically in that order, and you will find out that he's going to, he's going to bring all things to your remembrance. He's going to teach you all things, guide you into all the truth. He's going to then show you things to come and give you the power for what he just showed you. Mm. See, that, that's why we win all of the time. Because before the trouble comes, he's going to show you what the devil is doing. He's going to expose the devil. Once we become sensitive to that, knowing that God is going to give me the, the answer to the situation and the problem so that I can win. He doesn't give me the answer so I can endure. Okay? I, I, I get that's not a bad thought, but it's not a thought that always ends up in victory because people will be trying to overcome when he's already made you more than a conqueror. Can you see how that would be a conflict in your thinking, that you're waiting on God to do something he's already done and giving you the power to simply walk it out? That's the way God does it. That's why we know him as the Alpha and the Omega. Come on, y'all. We know him as the Alpha and the Omega. And the way God does it is he does things from the end and then goes back to the beginning and lets you walk it out in victory. Jesus said, it is finished. That was the beginning. Come on, Lord. That was the beginning of the New Testament. When he said it's finished, the blood hit the ground. And when the blood hit the ground, that blood redeemed you. Okay. That was not the blood that's going to redeem you. That blood, as soon as it hit the ground, redeemed you. That was your redemption. It starts there. See? That's why he's the Alpha and the Omega. He starts at the beginning, gives us an opportunity to, to walk through it with that understanding. I'm not trying to get to victory. I start in victory. Okay? And, and, and most of the time, we don't think that way. 
We think that I've got to do something in my own strength and ability so that I can overcome this. No, I, I, I overcame. Come on, listen. Um, Revelation chapter 11, 1911. It says they overcame by the, this is the way it says. Just turn to it in your Bible. Please, please. <laughs> Revelations chapter 19. <laughs> See, we, we, we've got to get to the place where we, we, we know how to function, walk in the victory. <laughs> See, when we do this perpetually, then, then we'll be able to 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 um we'll be able to um to win because that's what God called us to. I quoted the wrong one. It's, excuse me. It's chapter chapter twelve, verse eleven. Chapter nineteen. We'll stay there. We'll look at both of them. <laughs> chapter twelve, <laughs> verse eleven is the one I just quoted to you, and it says. And they overcame. So then overcame is the is the past tense. Not overcame, duh. They overcame. It's an active it's an active use of the of the word. Okay? They overcame how? By the blood of the Lamb. So when was that? That was when the blood hit the ground. Then Jesus took that same blood that was in his body, he took that same blood and set it at the altar. It was the same blood, the blood that was shed for you at Calvary, okay? That was a blood that was unblemished, pure, holy. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So then... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, testimony is given uh, in a court of law, and it is given as one that has the witness of the events that took place, or uh, an assurance in their own heart that what they're saying is true. That's why they would say when they sat down, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. That's, those are the things that set up our system of government today. Go back and, 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 and visit what the Bible says you should be able to do. They overcame. Not they will overcome. They overcame. Perfect present tense in that one. Active use of. That every time you, you need to overcome, go to the place where you know you overcame by. I overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And here's the problem that we have. And they love their lives not unto the death. See, they didn't think that uh, this process was, was, was too difficult for them because it's going to take all of the enjoyment that they know away. No, they love not their lives unto the death. In the first church, the people that were uh, participating knew they were participating in a perilous time, and it might cost them their life, and they were willing to do it. Are we? Are we willing to, to defend the gospel, even by our lives? Just a question. You know? And then uh, 19, um, 19, chapter 19 and verse um, 10 says this. Because the, the angel came and, and was worshiping um, John as he was writing this, 
And he said, don't, don't do that. Uh, I, I'm one of your brother. I'm your brethren. And of your, of the testimony, I am a fellow servant and I am part of the brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What Jesus, what Jesus said to you, <laughs> it is the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, what he says, it is going to bring your life into the prophetic. That's why he starts at the end and takes you back and walks you through the whole victory from the very beginning. Because everything he says is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? I want you to know that, you know, you read it, he say, well, it did not happen. It's the spirit of prophecy. It is alive until victory is manifest. It's the spirit of prophecy. You have the ability as a born-again believer to call those things that be not as though they were. Why? Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? Do, do you see how that is supposed to be applied in your life? That's why you have to be prepared for the battle. See, I'm prepared in victory. Oh, Lord. I, I hope that we, we get this. You know, that, that, that you begin to, to turn things around in your life because they are supposed to be straight and narrow. Come on. You're not supposed to be living life on a curve. Amen. Straight and narrow. That would mean that you're not supposed to be living your life in questions because questions tend to turn corners and move away from. Okay, there you go. See? So you, you're supposed to be the one that walks in victory because it was pre-programmed. These are steps that are preordained that we should walk in. So I don't have to walk in questions. See? I don't have to, 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 to walk in suppositions of what if. I, it's not necessary. Holy Ghost's job is to teach me all things. Lead me into the truth. Bring to my remembrance what was stated by Jesus because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? I, I've got to uh, put my heart in a position where I agree with him. But you don't know what I'm going through. And the answer that I would have for you is, and you don't remember what he did. <clears throat> because whatever you're going through, Jesus has already said, it is finished. It's over. See, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. And that word is the spirit of prophecy. Excuse me. It is the the open. Wow, that's why. That's why Jesus said, "I am the door." <laughs> See, because He has opened unto you entrance, so that you can enjoy what God has prepared you for. Okay, we were standing on the outside looking in, <clears throat> but now we've been made to sit together with him in heavenly places. 
See, I, I, I know that my victory has already been won. And so now I walk out the victory day by day. I walk in victory day by day. I go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. I don't go from trouble to trouble. <laughs> See, that, that's, not, that's not my thinking. Okay? My thinking is because my thinking and position of heart is this is the day that the Lord has made. And what I'm going to do in this day is I'm going to be glad and I'm going to rejoice in this day. Okay? There's so many ways, so many portals that you can enter into. So many uh, positions of your heart that cause victory to be seen and understood by you. Okay? <clears throat> but if I'm spending my time allowing my heart, the, the re- one of the reasons that the enemy uh, uh, um, confronts you is to cause you to be a participant in confusion. He is the author of confusion. He's the author of lies. Whenever the devil speaks, Jesus said, he, is, he speaks of his own, for he is the, a liar and he's the father of lies. See? So the devil comes to give you a, a, to try to give you an understanding of something that is not true, that is not settled. The Bible says in Psalms 119 that the word of God is forever settled in the heavens. So then that means questions should be removed, doesn't it? I can speak from truth, not from questions. And and as I know that, I stand in that. See? I, I, I stand in truth. I've been called to it. See, I've been called unto peace. I was not called for, 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 for trouble. He didn't call me unto trouble. He called me unto peace. See? And peace would be uh, with nothing missing or nothing broken. That the, that, that the word of God that I've heard is going to cause me to see that there is nothing missing, there is nothing broken. I don't have to go and get something. It's not missing. Glory to God. See? My job on this side of the cross, my job is to possess my soul because my soul has trouble understanding the promises of God. But he told me to possess my soul. See? That, that I, I'm the one that has to remind my soul about the things my spirit already knows because my spirit agrees, it concurs with God willfully. It already knows. But my soul keeps saying, well, okay, no, maybe not. And then my soul is talking to my flesh or my body. Whichever one you've caused your, 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 your whichever one you submit to is the one that your body will submit to. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He's telling us the way to win is to allow our spirit to be in contact with the word of God and in contact with the living spirit of God so that we can then change our flesh, our understanding, renew our mind. See, 
your 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 mind, the one that we listen to the most is 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 in the soul area, emotions, feelings, thinkings. See that that stuff happens in the mind. You are a a tripart being, and so that I will help you out with this. Your spirit has all of the same five senses, understanding contact points that your flesh does. Okay? As a man thinketh in his heart, that tells me my heart does some thinking, doesn't it? See? So 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 the first we the first order of things is going to be that you are have been trained to listen to your fleshy mind. See? But if you would get that mind renewed, then that mind would have the ability to recall by the Spirit the things that Jesus said. Holy Ghost job description to bring to remembrance the Jesus, the things Jesus has said unto you. See? Holy Ghost job description. And when I avail myself to that more and more and more, then I won't have thoughts of doubt. I'll have thoughts that <laughs> I'll have thoughts of the of the victory that God has given me. You know, back in Genesis chapter 11, they were, at that point, they were spiritually dead. Go on back over there. These are just fresh things to, to, to help you again. All right? In Genesis chapter 11, because after Adam had, that blew it, then, then man became spiritually dead or spiritually unaware to the things that God wanted to do perpetually. Okay? They, they they were dead to that. They they had visitations that they went through. Glory to God. We don't have to go in that same vein. We have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, and he said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Okay? So that we have access to receive information from God. We can receive information by inspiration, by revelation, not by touch and tangibility only. But here's an account of, of how powerful believing can be. Watch this. Agreement can be. Genesis chapter 1. Chapter 11, verse 1. Excuse me. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And it says, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of St. Art, and they drew up there. And they said to one another, they said to, one said to another one, let us go and make brick, that we may burn them thoroughly, and that we have brick for stone and slime for mortar. And they said, let us go and build us a tower, a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Verse 5, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man builded. And the Lord said, look at this. Behold, the people is one. And And all they have one language. And this that they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Who said that? God said that. He said the people got one language. They thinking about the same thing. They talking about the same thing. 
the people have one language. And it says that because of that, the thing that they imagine to do, nothing, come on, help me out, help me. I'm just trying to say, God said, the thing that they imagine to do, nothing that they imagine will be restrained from them. Do you see that? This was, they were spiritually dead. And God said, because of agreement, because they operate in unity, they'll be here in the morning. This thing that, even though it seemed impossible, see, you have thoughts that are not impossible. They just need to be uh, funneled through the process that God wants them to be funneled through. That's all. Because to those that believe, Jesus said, nothing is impossible to those with an S, with a, it's, it's more than one, to them that believe. Nothing is impossible. You get people to agree, there it is. Jesus said it again. If any two agree on earth is touching anything, what will happen? That thing that is funneled through the, the, the mind of Christ, that thing will be given to them. It will be done by our Father who is in heaven. John, I'm just trying to get you to know how to be prepared for the battle. See, we, we are not supposed to be those that react. We are those that initiate. It's not called the book of reacts. It's called the book of acts. We're supposed to start a thing, initiate. And, and, and you can initiate your way out of things knowing and understanding what the will of the Lord is. If you are wronged from somebody, by somebody, then what you should do is initiate the good. Why? Because the Bible says we overcome evil by initiating good. Overcome evil with good. It doesn't matter what evil it is. Did you see that? He just said that what you should do is when bad stuff happens, initiate the good. Overcome the evil with the good. See, but some of the things that we've been trained to do is that when evil happens, we start talking about the evil and get people to agree with us about the evil that's happening in our lives. Rather than getting someone that's going to agree with you about the good. Yeah, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but here come the good. See, the Lord delivered us out of them all. In the world, you shall have tribulations, but it comes to good. I have overcome the world. See, when we talk about that, then we put ourselves in a position that the victory can then be experienced, become tangible for us. See? So he, he didn't want us to think about... Uh, to think about um, our abilities and inabilities as they are equal. Did you hear what I just said? He does not want us to think about our abilities and our inabilities are equal. They are not. That's why you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, because your inability is going to be subject to God, subject to Christ. When we bring whatever it is that's difficult for us to God, he says, you will find rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, and I'll give you the rest 
for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll cause the conversion that you need. You bring those things that are hard, and I will make them easy. See? I've already said I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. So I will convert that. The thing that the devil meant for evil, God meant it for good. God will turn it around and make it work together. All things, come on, work together for the good of those that love God, for those who are the called according to his purpose. He, he didn't just write that because it sounded good. He wrote it because he wants us to walk in it. That is our victory. See, we're prepared for the battle because we know, no, 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 there is no way I can lose. I read the back of the book, we win. He turns everything around and then causes it to be the thing that we see. I withstood the devil in this, and God granted victory. When I was, when, when, when trouble came, I didn't look at the trouble. Come on, come on, come on. Romans chapter 20, Romans chapter 5. These are, these are not the things that I was uh, studying. That's true, sir. These are not the things that I studied for. These are the things I choose to live by. Okay? That's what makes this different. See? They're, they're not just things that you choose to study. I've made a purpose in my heart to live by. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said it himself. Now, the Bible is good, but Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but he shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See? So then that tells me it's proceedeth. That's an active word. See? That's just not a historic word. word. I appreciate that. That'll work too. But he said every. So I get, a, I get the opportunity to live by that which has already been promised and that which is yet to come in a promise. I get both of them. So, 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 so again, see, when something comes at you and challenges you, then you've got to learn how to release the grace of God in that situation. See? That's how, you, that's how you prepare yourself for victory. Well, what did God say about this? I know what society says. I know what even my mother and father might have said. That didn't make it the gospel. That just made it motivational. I need gospel because his word is forever settled in the heavens. Romans chapter 5. Okay? Something comes against you. I want you to, verse 21, I want you to see this. <laughs> I'm, yeah, verse 20, verse 20 and 21. It says, part, part B, moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. But, this is the part I want you to look at. But, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So when the devil brings a sinful act into your life, people talking about you, people doing you wrong, that would be sin. And where sin did abound, much more. He didn't say equal to. That's why I said that your, your limitations are, are not equal to your ability. Your abilities and limitations are not equal. Okay. Your abilities are more than any limitation because where sin did abound, 
the reason sin was there is because the, the definition of sin, the better definition for us, is to be without or do without a portion. So then when I don't have my portion, it's almost automatically I'm going to do the wrong things. I'm going to begin to swindle or, or try to turn things in, to my advantage in the flesh. Not understanding that if sin is there, much more did grace abound. Your limitations and your abilities are not equal. Your limitations can only come, mm, good sir. Your limitations can only come up to the cross. Your abilities start at the cross. Come on, I hope you heard that. It's from Christ on into eternity. Your limitations run up to the cross. Before Jesus, I might have been uh, stuck in, as a duck. But after Jesus, I am free. For whom the Son sets free is, uh-huh, free indeed. See? So all of my limitations come up to the cross. My victory starts at the cross and goes unto eternal life. That's why he said he came. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. But this is the other side of the picture. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the same scripture that said Jesus is the door. He's made a way, he's opened up a way for you to experience victory. You couldn't get through before. You were stuck running into a wall. But Jesus said, I am the door. Right in the middle of a wall. He showed us that back in, 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 um, back in, in Mark when the disciples were, 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 were scared. They were held up in one place. And the Bible says Jesus came to where they were through the wall. Amen. And he's, I am the door. Since I am the door and you are walled about, uh, you are encompassed about with all kinds of troubles, I am the Just find me. You found your way of escape. I am the door. He's the way when there seems to be no way. Yeah. See, all he did is declare himself to be there. And as he is there, he is the door. And if that wasn't enough, while you're in the trouble, according to uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you will find out that, 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 that he will cause you to be in the safe place in the middle of the trouble. He's done it all over the Bible. You can see it. When the disciples were in the, uh, trying to get to the other side, and they, all of a sudden a great storm arose, okay, and Jesus was asleep in the boat, then he said, okay, they don't know. I'm here with them. They can't be destroyed because I am the door. I'm their way of escape. And so then they woke him. He got up. He said, peace. Be still. Wait a minute. This is water, a storm of water, waves hither, hither and yonder, wind going all over the place. And Jesus spoke to the waves and said, peace, be still. He said, all of you wind-driven problems, stop. And then it said, after he said that, there was a great calm. 
The word that God gives us is a word that is available for and in every situation. Your limitations and your abilities are not equal. He will pour super on your abilities. Amen. See? He'll cause you to do things that will cause the minds of people to, to be go killed. He, this is a promise from him. He didn't say the same things that I did shall you do. He said greater works than this shall ye do. Greater would include causing people to be raised from the dead, wouldn't it? Great, mm-hmm. Greater would include manifestations that cause your taxes to be paid supernaturally. Jesus, we ain't got enough money to pay taxes. Tell you what you do, Pete. Go down to the to the water. Go down to the sea. And uh, what I want you to do is to cast your line into the water. And uh, the first fish that comes up out of the water. He didn't say the first fish that you catch. He said the first fish that comes out of the water. That means the fish became the banker. In the fish's mouth, you're going to find gold, Peter. With that gold, pay our taxes. When was the time you understood that fish were bankers? He has the ability because he's the door. He's not going to allow you to be trapped. He is the way of escape. Okay? Because the promise was there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Wow. I'll just show you the door. I'll show up in your life as the door. Financial problems doesn't make a difference. I will cause things to work together for your good. Here, there is a fish, a thing, that's going to catch gold, a thing, and bring the gold to you. The fish cometh up out of the water. Take the gold out of his mouth and pay your taxes in mind. Wow. These are, this is how you prepare for the battle. You don't wait for the battle to start to begin to pray. You pray before the challenge even comes up. See? Pray to be filled with this spirit, to be filled then with answers to whatever you face. Jesus didn't get bent out of shape because Peter said we ain't got no money to pay taxes. Jesus didn't get bent out of shape because we ain't got enough to feed these people that here. Jesus just said, what do you have? Two fish? Okay. Five, five fish, two, two loaves of bread? Okay. Bring it here. And then he did something to show us. He said, Father, he prayed. Father, I thank you that 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 you, you, we're connected. Thank you that that you are the supplier of my need. Thank you that you want to show the, the 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 people around me your strength. Thank you that you're not leaving us here in a place of wilderness where we don't get. Enough. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to manifest your wisdom even now. Begin to pray. He took the bread and he gave thanks. It said, "Thank." 
He didn't. He did not give place to to fear. Oh Lord, what are we gonna do? He gave thanks, and then he took the blessed bread and said, "Here, you disciples, take the bread and feed the people." Now I'm sure somewhere around the the the, the fifteenth person, because you got to remember, beloved, this was free bread. So when you have free bread that you're giving to people, then they're going to eat till they're full. They're not going to be polite. Come on now. And just say, well, I'm going to say something for somebody else. No, they're going to get what they needed to get. So I'm sure about the 13th person that was eating out of this one basket that one disciple had, I'm sure they had started noticing that they kept having more fish and bread. That is that it was not going to be a problem here. And 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 Jesus, knowing this, also said another thing is, he said, um, make them sit down in order. See, God went before, come on now, God went before the challenges and set things right. He said, I need you to sit the people down in order. Cause their mind to be thinking about the order of God. See, how, how these are the same people, beloved. These are the same people <clears throat> that had the testimony throughout time that, you know, God walked with us in, in, in the wilderness, and he had a, there was a, a, a pillar of fire and a cloud of smoke that, that, that went before us. And as he did stuff in our midst, we was hungry. And in one time, God caused the, 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 the quails to just come and fall down in front of us, right in the camp. And, 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 and we ate till we were sick of it. He, 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 he caused uh, 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 this stuff we ain't never seen before. It, it, was, it was called manna. And he had the manna to come every doggone day that we were supposed to collect it. And then on, on the Sabbath, we wouldn't go out and collect, but we would get enough the day before that supernaturally it would stay good to the day after. Cause we tried to to go out and get more than enough, but it it, it began to rot and smell. So we learned that that we we he's the one that supplies our need even where there is no store. See, he he's going to do things for us because he promised he would never leave us or forsake us. So he's bringing us back to that. See, he starts you out with victory, not to take you through trouble just so he can prove he's God. He was God before. He wants to prove that he's God through your testimony. Amen. Amen. Miracles are simply an invitation for the glory of God to be released. Signs and wonders are an invitation for them to see the glory of God. We stand as a, as a person that will release it or dispense it. See, that's what we have to think about. We, we don't have to think about maybe. We don't live in a maybe. We are the ones that, that are supposed to be fully persuaded that what he promised, he's also able to perform. See? When we, in these days that we're living in, we're going to have that opportunity more and more and more. That's why we need to be prepared for the battle. 
if you're looking for um, just enough, then you haven't heard what Jesus said. I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. Why, Jesus? So that those that are looking at the testimony I'm developing in you, that the testimony that I'm developing you to be, that would cause them to say, you know what? I need to give this up and do it God's way. I've been trying to just just find a way to pay my own individual taxes, and Jesus just brought a fish, and the fish went uh, becoming my banker, went to the place where he can bring enough gold to pay double taxes, my taxes and yours. And not only that, beloved, since we're on that miracle again, he told that to a fisherman. Please hear what Jesus said. He said, the first fish that cometh up, which tells me there had to be a second fish and a 15th fish and a 150th fish. This was not the only time Jesus brought an abundance of fish in Peter's life. He said, the first fish will pay our taxes. Well, the 12th fish will be lunch. The 15th fish could be something for tomorrow. And since I'm a fisherman and I know how to sell fish, then I've got money for next week because I'm going to take these fish and sell them like I've always done. See, we have to begin to think about the things that he says as the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's not just for my right now. It's for my right now and forever. Glory to God. See, but we thinking that, okay, oh, Lord, I just need you to just pay my rent. Okay, why don't we get to the place where we believe in that, God, I know you have a house for me. You said many mansions are what I'm supposed to be thinking about. So then show me how to procure that mansion that you want me to start with. I said start with. Glory to God. Now, now I've got a place. My witness now gives me an opportunity to talk to other people. It ain't about me and what I can do. It's about me and my submission unto him. God wants to use me. He's trying to give me a mouthpiece to speak truth that would transform, obliterate. We can do away with poverty, lack, insufficiency. We can do away with it. Jesus came so that we would have life and have that life more abundantly. I mean, he's done these miracles over and over. He fed 5,000 men and women, excuse me, 5,000 men, not including the women and the children, basically about 20,000 people. It wasn't just, okay, he didn't just feed the 20,000 people because they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. Amen. See? He restored. Come on. The lad had a two-piece fish dinner. And at the end of it, he had 12 baskets that were now his. Do you think that Jesus is going to show us that, okay, that was a miracle of God that took the, the two fish and the five loaves of bread and, and, and multiplied it, and then he's going to say, and now y'all keep it. Y'all steal it. It was never yours. That meal belonged to the lad. 
and generally it's been said that the lad was there not because he was um, he had a, a lunch that he had brought from the house for him. It was said that he was a businessman because he sold the fish. Because if you got a crowd of 20,000 people being a business-minded person, what would you do? You would take your wares and let them be sold at that location. He, he only wants us to do is to give him what we have so that he can multiply it. It didn't stop us from being the, the, the wise business person that we were before. We're just going to have an abundance to deal with now. See? That, that causes the fame of him to be spread abroad. Everybody's going to talk about that. That, that. that lad has now got a start in business that nobody had ever had before him. You think he's not going to ask questions? He knew he had two fish. Come on, y'all. He knew he was limited, but his limitations were not equal to the possibilities. We stop, if you don't limit God, he will not be limited in your life. Remember what it says in Psalm 78, it says they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited him. Is it not written in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that works in you. It's our job. That's high time for us to let the power work in us. See, I won't be mad about the battle because I'm prepared for the battle. I'm going to come out of the battle with not only victory but tangible results that would cause other people to know there is a God alive in the earth today. See, we're supposed to draw. We're supposed to draw men unto us so that they would change their conversation. They would be able to glorify God. The men would. All men will see your good works. And then when they see what God is doing in your life, they will change their conversation. They will then glorify God. So all those 5,000 men now left with a, a, a working testimony. Amen. See? Everybody that was impacted by that. And he wants, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants us to participate in that same divine plan. He doesn't want you to throw away your talents. He gave them to you. See? To one man he gave one talent. To another, come on, he gave you the talents. See? But he wants you to then utilize them so that people will hear about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do away with poverty. You'll do away with, with, with overrun poverty. Because Jesus did say the poor you'll always have with you. And that's who you're sent to. You're sent to minister to the ones that don't understand truth. Give them the revelation so that they can then live the better life that God ordains for them. This is how it's supposed to work. And some people have got to the place where it's just my foe and no more. Then you, you, you're not part of the Great Commission. Teach the men 
to observe to do all that I commanded you to do. Teach them how to do it. Glory to God. Give them the, the understanding that you don't have to be sick and tired anymore. That you can simply be submitted unto God, and then God will give increase that he promised. Then the earth will give its increase. When we're doing our job, the earth will then give its increase. See? When we align ourselves and follow the, the word of God, the plan of God for our lives, then all things again begin to work together for your good. We have stopped the process because we weren't prepared for the battle. We might have been upset that we was in the battle. See? Did not the book of James, oh, Lord, okay, I'm, I'm going to go here and I'm just going to stop. Just, just go on to the book of James. <laughs> Chapter 1, again, I, 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 I speak to you out of my heart so that we can just enjoy the presence of God together, okay? James chapter 1, the first, what, 20 verses, I guess? We're going to do verses 1 through 12 right now. It says, my brethren, there's a battle out there. And I want you to know, my brethren, that as you encounter conflict, I need for you to do it from this perspective. My brethren, count it all joy. But I don't want to count all joy. I don't even want to be in the battle. Well, then you're going to miss the power of victory that God wants you to walk in. My brethren, count it all joy at the beginning when you fall. Divers, temptations, tests, and trials. Count it all joy. Don't get mad and frustrated and ask, why me? Count it all joy. Because as you count it joy, then the joy of the Lord will be your strength. There is your exchange. If you want to see what glory to God, if you want to see what God is doing, then find joy. Woo, glory to God. Find joy. Look for it on purpose. He said, count it joy. So in other words, I've got to then have a different mindset about the challenge. Because my limitations, come on, y'all, and your abilities are not equal. When you run out of you, God now has something, a place to work. Your limitations are an invitation for God to flow through you. I'll say that again. Your limitations are an invitation for God to work through you. But we have looked at our, our, our limitations as the place where we have to stop. See? We didn't believe that he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God that's a provider. We didn't believe that he's more than enough. See? We figure that when we get to the end of the rope, well, that's it. We can't go no further. I understand the time not in it, hold on. But if you would think that I'm at the end of my rope, now I'm at the place where God can show himself strong. He's looking to show himself strong to those that have a mature or perfect heart towards him. Not those that are mad because they had to go through it. Count it all joy at the beginning. Don't wait till you get halfway through the thing and then say, oh, wait a minute, 
I need to count it joy. Well, you wasted a lot of time while you were uh, murmuring, complaining, and bellyaching. We, we, we've got to understand that we are those that overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. And my life was not more important than his testimony. They love not their lives unto the death. See? We, we have a door that we can enter through. A do- wow. A door, Jesus being the door, we are always going to be the ones that can enter into abundance then. Since Jesus came, he said, this is the reason that I came, that you might have life and you might have that life more abundantly. So when I find the door, on the other side of the door is abundant life, more life than I can deal with. Supernatural provision. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers' tests and temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. He says, you got to know something. So if I know something, I am no longer living my life in questions, am I? I'm not living with my fingers crossed thinking or wishing that God will come through. Okay? I already know something. I know that it's not personal. First of all, look at this. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith. Did he say that the trying of yourself? So then this is not personal, then is it? So my question is, why do you take it personally? They said something against me, about me. You're taking it personal. See, I'm just the one. I decided uh, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous people can run in it, and they are safe. I'm just the one that thinks that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and that every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the ones that serve the Lord. See? And their righteousness is of thee, says God. See, I, I began to think about that. I'm not thinking about my trouble. I'm thinking about my God. I got my mind on my God. I'm not thinking about my trouble. Because if I think about the promise, God had a promise that he gave me about my trouble. In the world, you have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them. I don't see. I've got. I got my mind on the promise. I don't have time to focus on the problem when the problem is bigger than every problem. If the problem is not bigger than my God, I have to mag. That's what it said, David. I have to magnify the Lord. See, I have to make Him bigger. And David was one writing that. He wasn't just writing that because he was uh, happy all the time. He was writing that. Because there were people trying to take his life, and he encouraged himself in the Lord. They was after him to kill him. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to talk to him. They wanted him dead. Amen. Okay? But what should we be doing? We should be knowing that it's not personal. It's only the trying of my faith. And this 
is the victory. Come on here to go. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. And if my faith has been placed aside because I think they're picking on me, where then can my victory be? Amen. You're the one that gives it away. By your words, by your words, are you justified? By your words, are you condemned? So you give your victory away by saying things that don't align your heart with the word of God, that don't align your heart with the promise. I appreciate you uh, uh, knowing where it is scripturally. It's time for us to then live the scripture that we read. Become the scripture that we read. Jesus said it this way. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then your conversation will be different. You will ask what you will, and it shall be given you. See? I'm not pursuing matters after a question. I'm releasing an answer. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. See? I'm operating as Jesus did. I'm operating as Abraham did. And God's looking for that person that will show himself strong in the life of that person. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith employs or works patience. Patience there is better understood as to be consistently, constantly the same. Not just talking about the ability to uh, endure. He wants you to be consistently, constantly the same. Knowing that the same God that was there before the trouble is the same God that's going to take you through the trouble. Come, let us go over to the other side. That was a word spoken to them when they, before they got in trouble. Then they got in the middle of the, the midst of the sea, and trouble came. And Jesus came to them one time, walking on their trouble. He came to them walking on the water. And then Peter said, "Well, now wait a minute. This is not this is unusual." <laughs> okay, uh, uh, he 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 walking on our. Can I do that, Jesus? If it's you, Lord, bid me come. And Jesus said one word to Peter. He said, "Come." But you ain't qualified, Peter. You ain't never thought of that. He said, come. Peter walked on the word which sustained him on the water. So then I asked the question, what word has God given you that will supply your ability to win? Come. If you're heavy laden, you got burdens, Come. I'll give you a rest. I'll reveal to you how you should walk over the circumstance, not walk through the circumstance. Come. Our fellowship with God is the thing that's mag. It's got. It's the most important. It's got to be executed the right way. I don't look at my circumstances and then go away from God because I didn't want to go through this. <laughs> that's that. That's what Jonah did. Jonah heard a word, and then Jonah went reluctantly, had to go through all kinds of trials so that he would stop doing that. But the word was go. Jonah just argued and argued and, and fought. 
and, and endured more, inflicted more pain on himself, endured more trials, even got other people in, in, in trouble. And they say, well, here, would you, somebody on this ship is, is causing all of this because we ain't supposed to have this. And, and Jonah said, yeah, it's me. Well, what did you do? He said, that's what I figured. I'm going to jump, jump on out to, into the water. And they said, you can't do that, man. And then it didn't get no better. I said, I tell you what, Johnny, you know, glad to know you, but uh, see you. Wouldn't want to be you. And then God had another experience through that so that Jonah would come back to himself. I mean, over and over, God does that for us. He delivers us, but we didn't learn the lesson. See, we're not prepared for the battle. We just keep asking God to supernaturally do something that makes me feel good about what I'm in right now. But if you're prepared for the battle, then you can speak to. Can I walk on the water, Jesus? Come. And the Bible says that Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus. Come on, y'all, let's dig into that. Walked out of the troubled situation to walk towards the one that had the answer to the situation. He walked on the water. And it said that the water was still acting a fool. Because what caused Peter to mess up is he saw the winds and the waves boisterous. So that tells me that Peter was walking on the water, on the situation, while it was still active. Glory to God. One word. Come. And Peter got down out of the boat and walked towards Jesus on the water. But then he looked around and saw the waves and the wind, and it says, beginning to sink, he cried. Lord Jesus. Threw the word away, and now living in the natural state of thinking, he saw the waves in the water, and it said just at the beginning of the water ain't even up to his knees yet, beginning to sink. He cried, Lord, I'm used to this the way we work. You know, I do a little bit, and you do the rest. Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out his hand and asked him a question. In the midst of his deliverance, Jesus asked him a question. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Did you not pay attention, Peter, to you were walking on the circumstances? Okay. You were walking through circumstances. He was walking on the word. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that. But he was walking through. That word was walking him through circumstances. He was walking to Jesus on the water while it was still boisterous. God is, is giving us information by his word, by his spirit, that would cause us to be able to stand up and be counted as a victor instead of a victim. See, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think this was uh, trying me. It was only trying my faith. And the answer to that is to let patience Employ patience, the ability to be the same consistently, constantly. Let patience have her perfect work so that you may be perfect 
and the entire wanting nothing. If any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that waveth is like the wave of the sea, <laughs> driven with the wind and tossed. He says, don't ask wavering, maybe questioning, wishing. He said, ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea. Subject to things around him. There is no wave in the sea that is not being driven by the wind. Subject to things around him. He said, don't be subject to the things driven, the wind around you. Don't be subject to that. Be steadfast, unmovable on the promise that God has given you. Settle yourself there. Okay? Because that's where your victory is exposed. But if you haven't done the preparation, you're going to be wavering. And as you wave, you're going to be like the wave of the sea. That's tossed. It can't get to where it wanted to go. It's going to be tossed to and fro, not being resolute. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Tossed to and fro, out of control. Four, verse seven, let not that man that is doubtful, that is wavering, don't let that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double man is unstable. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Okay? Then he goes on uh, to say some things that, that, that we might as well go and deal with and look at while we're here. He's unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. But the rich that he has made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun no sooner is risen on the, with burning heat but withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace and the fashion of it perisheth. So shall it be with the rich man that, f- that fades in his ways. Listen at verse 12 and following. Blessed is the man that does what? Endures temptation. Notice this, notice this. Come on, come on, come on. Blessed is the man that endures the temptation, that has the answer for the thing that's trying to get him to move away from the promise of God. Blessed is the man that does not become subject to wind. Blessed is the man that endures the temptation of giving up on God, quitting on God. Blessed is the man that does that, that does not uh, give up. Blessed is the man that endures the temptation. For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with any with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when sin is conceived, it brings forth when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brother. Wait a minute, let's go back in here. Because it was something I got this morning in a text. And it was just very, very real, <laughs> poignant to me. It just said, wow. It says, the devil tempts to destroy, but God tests 
to prove. I didn't say tempt. There's a bad connotation that we hear here. But he says that in order to make sure that you know a thing works, what do you have to do to make sure your formula works? You prove it. You test it. That was not a test uh, that was negative. That was a test so that you can uh, gain information from, wasn't it? See, it says to God does not, listen to this, God does not tempt any man with evil. Okay? Because he's not tempted with evil himself. So he doesn't sow into your life what's not in his life. He's not tempted with evil. So he doesn't tempt any man. But every man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You're trying to see what does work. You're trying to prove it. Did you get that? See? I wonder if I can. Okay, did it come out of the word? Well, then if it didn't come out of the word, why are you trying to prove if it works for you? You're supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why are we then trying to prove whether or not this lie will work? Can I get away with this? I need to prove it. God's not trying to get you to, to go to the point of testing. He's trying to get you to say, wait a minute, if you want to live, live by my word, prove my word. Go through the process where you become fully persuaded. Take the promise. Recite the promise. Believe the promise as you're reciting it. Look for the promise to then bring to you a new revelation. And then let's prove that revelation. See, you can move according to what we're supposed to do. You can move from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Because I'm just proving that the word is alive in my heart. I'm not giving it up. I'm not going to forsake it. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Why? So that you will be able to do something. Observe to do. Prove that you can do. And when you do that, then you will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. Why? Because I'm staying with the word. Proving that. Rather than me go over to a, I believe I can do it this way. You can't do it that way if it didn't come from the word. I used to tell my daughter all the time, if you don't have a promise, you don't have a prayer. That's what you develop everything by. You develop it by the word. He's upholding his word. The word of his promise. He's upholding all things by that word. See? Everything is held up by the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was God. There was nothing that was made that was not made by the word. See? The word, the word that was spoken, the word that was accepted, was the word that Jesus lived. And because he lived that, we know him as the living word. It's it's just amazing that we do things kind of backwards. We give up on the one that has sent us the, the guaranteed victory. And he wants to prepare us for the battle by that word. We have to come to the place where we recognize that the God that loves us is the God that sent his word. And that word healed us and delivered us 
out of all of our fears and destruction. The one that loves us asks us, if you love me, you would then keep my commandments. The commandments are not there to, 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 to make you feel bad. They are there to bring your victory to the one you say you love in your life. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you to display the love that you say you have through the obedience, even as you are being prepared for the battle. He wants you to win, beloved. He's given you victory. He's given you the ability to hear his word, live his word, because your limitations are not equal to the things that he sent as victory in your life. Your ability is greater than every limitation that you've ever had. Your way or God's way. Father, again, we just bless you and we praise you for this word. Thank you for making it real to us so that we can experience all the good that you've already sent into our lives, that you will supply our need according to that word, and we will operate according to your principles and precepts, become those that give testimony to the goodness of God, and by that testimony, give invitation to wrap this thing up. Because when we preach to all nations, teach them how to observe to do, then shall the end come. We give you praise for that, sir. We give you glory. Community is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, amen. As we do here on, on, on this time on Monday evening, we give you an opportunity if you have any questions or if you want to make any comments about the ministry tonight, we give you an opportunity to do that. So I'm going to ask area code 770-823-9000. Any questions or any comments? Anything? Just a praise the Lord, anything, to let people know that yes, you sir. have grasped it. Go ahead. Hey, God is faithful. That was a powerful, powerful word. It really encouraged me and inspired me, you know, to really start walking it. You know, we, we like you said, we, we say it a lot and we quote a lot of scriptures, but really, really believe in it wholeheartedly. You know, sometimes I feel yeah. like that brother who said, um, I believe, but help thou my unbelief, you know, and it's like, you know, it's a blessing when you really get to that place that you really can just quote it and leave it right there and keep moving, you know, so yeah, yeah, that was a powerful message, man, yeah. Amen, amen, thank you, glad to have you on the the broadcast for tonight, area code 678-469-7930, you have the mic, 678-469-7930. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? God is always outstanding <laughs> and clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. He's faithful to his word. And, and, and he's looking for people that hear his word, believe his word, trust his word, and then enjoy his word. A lot of us haven't gotten to the place of enjoying it. We enjoy talking about it. I didn't say enjoy talking about it. I said enjoy it. Glory to God. 
So that's some of the things that we're just have to do in our thinking, just saying, okay, because when, you, when you're eating a meal, that's one thing. But when you enjoy the meal, the eating part is probably over, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah. just, let's, let's get, he wants us to enjoy him. Amen. Yes. Amen. That was good. God is faithful. God is that faithful. good. Amen. Some good eating. The word of God is good eating. That's what I say. The word of God is good eating. Area code 312-330-4024. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Okay. It was interrupted by people. <laughs> Amen. We'll come back to you. Area code four four five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, I just wanted to thank you for being a blessing on this Monday. And I really enjoyed the part of here come the good part. I really enjoyed that. I received it all. <laughs> thank you. Amen. It's all good. But but see we'll read we'll read part of a scripture and we'll like that. But we didn't stay, again, we didn't get to enjoy it. See? And I, and I appreciate inspiration. I appreciate inspiration. You know, just, just having a good feeling. I appreciate that. I understand that. But God is interested in us having more than just a good feeling. He wants us to have a good life. That's what Jesus said, abundant life. More than just a good feeling, you know. So we, we just got to, because, again, when men observe your good works, they will then Glorify God. They will change their their, their their conversation. Okay, area code 312-330-4024. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? I came back to you because I said it would. It's kind of like you in the middle of a, other things. Again, we just thank all of you for, for uh, being on the call. Um, and if the call has been a blessing to you, the ministry has been a blessing, then we ask you to go to the website. LiveDeliverance.com, find the donate tab and allow God to tell you what seed you should give here at LiveDeliverance.com because we stay on the air through the free will offerings of you, the listeners. Thank you all, all of our covenant, uh, uh, our covenant partners uh, that, are, that are cyber members. We just thank you for continuing to, to, to sow seed here. This is good ground where God uh, uses us to, to impart Revelations that will turn things around in your life. So is, as we've given over the spiritual uh, substance that we have, it is not a hard thing for us to ask you to give of your natural substance, to sow into the ground here where we are already plowing up so that you will be able to eat those good meals that we've been talking about, that you will be able to enjoy uh, the blessing of the Lord in a magnified way, in a bigger way. That is our desire for you. So just go to LiveDeliverance.com, find the Donate tab, and obey God. Also, tell all of your friends how they can listen and participate in the live broadcast here on Monday evenings. Just go to, either they can do it through the phone call, which would be 678-378-8157, or they can join us online through LiveDeliverance.com and the Blog Talk time frame where we're here every Monday at 9 o'clock. So, 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.